and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. Yeah. We're going in time. We're going out time. Inside and outside them. And we get them on the run run. We're going to keep them on the run. And we're not going to pass unless our secondary comes up too close. But don't forget, man, we're going to get them on the run. We're going to go, 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 go. And we aren't going to stop until we go to our goal line. I'm not going to. So quit asking. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Spread the Field podcast. I am, of course, your host, Jack Gray. Um, and it was a it was a rough week one. If I if I sound a little uh, bruised and beaten and battered, uh, I'm a little black and blue after we went two and four last week. Uh, but once again, I am. Uh, this is all for fun. This is all for entertainment, and I'm just happy college football's back. It was uh, quite the exciting week uh, for myself. Went down to Lexington, Kentucky, almost on a whim, went to watch uh, Ball State get their butts handed to them by uh, Kentucky, uh, but we were down there for a uh, fantasy football draft weekend, so uh, we had all the TVs lined up, uh, watching a fair amount of the games, watched most of the LSU game on Sunday, uh, was obviously following highlights throughout the day, stayed up late for a couple of the late games. But uh, just happy college football is back, despite our uh, despite our record. And uh, with that being said, as I'm sitting here looking at our record, uh, so far on the season, we start out rough, just like we did last year. Two and five, down three, 3.18 units, uh, depending on depending on how I track those. And I will uh, I'll make sure I start to pin that at the top of my Twitter page. Uh, which once again, you can follow me at BetsBald over on Twitter. Uh, we're going to call it Twitter until uh, until they make me type in x.com at the top. But yeah, so that's where we are. So without any further ado, uh, let's quickly recap uh, what we had on the card last week and how it all played out for us. <clears throat> we had two plays to start the week on Friday night. Uh, Central Michigan taking on Michigan State. We were not fans of Mel Tucker. And for a good chunk of this game, it looked like Central was going to cover. Uh, they could not really do anything with the ball on offense, but they were they were letting Michigan State make the mistakes. They were were keeping them at bay. Uh, the game went yeah seven to ten at the half. Uh, Central actually had a lead at one point uh, late in the first half. There, uh, they scored the first touchdown to go up seven three, but then quickly gave up a a. Fairly uncontested drive, um, which Michigan State went right down the field. I was watching that and scored to take the lead at halftime. And then the second half, Michigan State made all the adjustments. Uh, once again, the the quarterback from Central just did not did not look like a guy who uh, who had good downfield vision. Uh, you know, very quick to run, very very flushed out of the pocket at a moment's notice. Uh, and Michigan State, you know, credit credit to them. They they took care of the uh, the in-state max school they were supposed to. Um, so they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I don't know that Central ever even got much closer uh, to scoring. They only put up 219 yards of total offense, three for 16 on third down. Uh, you know, those are the kind of things that that aren't going to get it done, um, especially if you're not converting um, tries towards the red zone. So anyway, so we started out with a loss early Friday evening, but then we go to late Friday evening. I, I'll I will ha- hand up. I did not know what to expect from Stanford, and I'm I'm actually I'm kind of excited about them. Uh, that might be some foreshadowing for uh, for our plays later. Um, so they took on Hawaii, and you know this is one of the things that I think you, you fall into two camps on. Uh, in this instance. You had a week's worth of film on Hawaii, whereas Hawaii had no film on Stanford. And once again, Stanford has a brand new coaching staff. A uh, guy from uh, San, uh, Sacramento State uh, had a pretty good track record at the FCS level. So uh, they go out to the island, and you know there's a lot of emotion there for Hawaii, and you know, I think that was another reason why people like them. On top of the fact that t- you know Tommy Chang is really trying to get them turned around, um, but they, you know, they 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 pretty much whipped them. Um, they whipped them pretty good. Hawaii made um, a couple late stands here as I'm checking 
they uh, they tried to make it interesting late, but they scored a touchdown with about a minute left that made the score a lot closer than what it was. Stanford was up uh, by three touchdowns at that point. Like I said, mostly in total control of the game from the jump. Uh, let me slip back over here. Yeah, 400 yards of offense, 248 passing yards. You know, not you know, not that you know Stanford hasn't had passing offenses in the past, but uh, that's a, that's a pretty good showing for uh, for a first game and a team that's probably built more towards the run still. So uh, once again, Stanford surprising us, uh, able to able to take care of uh, covering, th- uh, laying three points on the Big Island there. Uh, next, let's flip over to some Saturday games. Uh, we had three Saturday games. Uh, first one we'll look at here is the Battle of North and South Carolina. Uh, and this is another one that's a little a little deceptive. I did not get to watch enough of this game, uh, unfortunately. Spencer Rattler played very well. We liked, uh, we liked the over here of 65. And he played very well. And for a guy who played very well, 30 of 39, 353, they couldn't score. They just absolutely could not score. I would I would argue that North Carolina held up their part offensively. Uh, they put up 31 points. Uh, and their defense, which has been leaky here in years past, um, was able to to keep keep uh, South Carolina off the board here. Uh, scrolling through here. Negative two yards rushing for South Carolina. You're not going to win games doing that. That's all 31 rushing attempts. Good Lord. Um but North Carolina had two turnovers. You know, we talked about Spencer Rattler's prodigious stats for the day, and yeah, they just could not could not convert, could not do anything down when it counted to get points on the board or enough points on the board in this instance. So uh, we we go uh, woefully under there, uh, under by a lot by about uh, what is that, seventeen points in that one. So, uh, yeah, not not a great start to the week. 0-3 as we head into more Saturday evening action. Uh, we liked Old Dominion. I, I thought I thought Tech was bad, and I, I still think they're kind of bad. ODU just may be, may be worse than I thought. Um, this was a team that had a lot of pluck and spunk to their game last year. Um, they beat Vatek outright, I believe, last year, or they covered late. One or the other, I got to go back. Uh, not important though here, as Vatek uh, once again just kind of took it to them. Uh, ODU was catching sixteen, um, and and that kind of looked like it was in play. But once again, second half, Vatek made the adjustments. Old Dominion didn't. Um, and two field goals in the fourth quarter sealed the deal as Old Dominion could not score uh, at all in the fourth quarter. Let me pull this up real quick. Um, overall, a fairly evenly matched game um, as far as stats-wise. Uh, Old Dominion didn't pass the ball at all, they, you know, they, but they've been a run team, um, which can sometimes come back to bite you and uh, turn the ball over three times. So just, just not in a position to really, make, you know, especially if you're turning the ball over three times, you're not in a position to keep a game close, uh, no matter how big the number. So yeah, we are zero and four on the week as we head into uh, our late, late Saturday night and our last play on Sunday. We said uh, Coastal Carolina going out to UCLA. They were catching fourteen and a half, and in this case, the hook was in our favor. Um, UCLA had lost once again everybody kind of worth a darn uh one of their top receivers uh Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson to the NFL um their top running back was gone and the, however they did bring in Carson Steele from my alma mater Ball State and you know Coast Carolina had a new coach um Tim Beck but you know they still have Grayson McCall um, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the the mainstays in place that really built that program up over the years as far as the roster goes. Um, so they go out west. They uh, they do kind of hang on by the hook there, uh, and it and it's it, they I mean barely hang on for life as uh, uh, UCLA had all the scoring in the fourth quarter. Uh, but this was a close game. This was a close game going into that fourth quarter. 
Um, so we felt pretty good. Um, actually, whew, had a late field goal there. Looks like that was on a – it might have been on a turnover. Did not stay up to watch this game. Um, but, yeah, thankfully, yeah, fumble. No, down, downs? Yeah, downs. Coastal went for it, turned it over on downs on their own 32. Uh, thankfully held UCLA to a field goal, which was the uh, the end of the scoring in that one. But gives us our first win on the on the year, our first overall win on the year. So that's you know, whew, finally got that monkey off our back. We're drinking we're drinking the cheap bourbon for that one. That brought us to a Sunday game. Um, you know, that's kind of one of the fun things about the opening week of college football. Now they've really spread it out from Thursday all the way to Labor Day Monday, um, which, man, probably should have looked closer at that Clemson-Duke game, um, but did not, unfortunately, uh, give it a lot of lot of attention. So that's, a, that's my bad there uh, for the folks listening. Uh, Northwestern taking on Rutgers. Uh, we had the under of 39 and a half. Uh, Rutgers put on a little more, a little more offense than we thought. Um, that's for certain. They scored 24 points. Uh, but yeah, both these teams are just still massively inept. I'm looking at the 201 total yards for Northwestern, 285 total yards for Rutgers. Uh, a few, uh, see two interceptions for Northwestern had a fumble there for Rutgers. Northwestern couldn't run the ball. Um, 22 attempts for 12 yards. Uh, Rutgers, uh, better, 2.8 yards per attempt. Once again, just woefully inept offenses. Uh, yeah, so was was a little hairy. I remember checking this one on Sunday afternoon. was a little hairy. So it was 24 nothing going in. Um, you know, as these things go, it could get crazy. Somebody scores two touchdowns, and all of a sudden we're on the outside looking in or, or, or darn close to – getting by by the skin of our teeth, but uh, not, not a big sweat in this one. And uh, once again, gives us our second second victory on the year. So once again, to recap, uh, to open the season here, uh, two and five, we got two and four on the card last week, week one. Uh, when we come back, we will have a very special guest, our first Papa Joe interview of the year. Uh, he's going to break down some games that uh, me and him uh, talked about a little bit beforehand. Uh, and then we'll come back after that with our picks for week number two. So stay with us. All right, folks. And for the first time in the 2023 college football season, we have Papa Joe back on the Spread the Field podcast. Papa Joe, how was your offseason? Uh, Jack, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I must have visited you three times and Saw those wonderful grandkids, but uh, I have been itching for football since the uh, Super Bowl was over. Been a long eight months. If it wasn't for the Braves, I don't know what we would do with ourselves. Well, all so, right. College football is back. I could smell it. I could smell it like uh, at the end of July, even though it was a little bit hot. Uh, but you can still smell it. You know, guys going to training camp. I love it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I got right, a we'll new get- hat. Uh, just to uh, reference that, uh, got one of uh, your grandfather's old Notre Dame hats on, and uh, um, we'll we'll see how many weeks I wear this. I can confirm, Papa Joe was wearing a a uh, a hat. It looks like a bucket hat, and uh, bucket apparently hat. we need to get him some smelling salts as well. All right, Papa Joe, as we uh, on there, there you go. As we look here to what is officially week number two of the college football season. Yeah. Um, anything we'll, we'll touch, we'll touch real quick. Anything surprising to you, uh, over the first, uh, week, week and a half, however you want to count that week zero time, anything surprising from, uh, the first few games of college football here? No, I mean, the people that should, should win kind of won, except for, uh, Dabo, you called him a fraud back in the late sixties, early seventies. So, uh, your prediction is coming to fruition. That was a beat down. That was a beatdown. I, w- I would look out for that. That quarterback played a nice game at Duke. So um, here's the thing, and we'll get into it because, you know, I got the hate hat on. We hate USC. That 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 took Clemson off the board already. LSU getting beat uh, by um, 
We don't know how good Florida State is. That takes LSU probably off the board because I don't think they can do what they did last year with some of those conference games coming up with, you know, AKA Joey Freshwater and the Powder Blue. Well, and we'll, uh, we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll jump into a couple of picks here because I know we're going to talk about this. The, uh, the death of Alabama seems to be a little premature, although the, uh, the amount of hype that Texas is riding is still sky high. So that's going to be one of your first picks here. You are, go ahead, tell the people, where are you at on this one? It's the biggest well, game of the weekend. I, okay. Okay. So I did some research there, uh, all my, uh, Papa Joe fans. And this is the, of course, the second time that the, uh, Texas Longhorns roll into uh, Tuscaloosa. So it's been about a hundred years. So um, as we say in Alabama to the people who uh, are in Texas, because the people in Texas always say, this is what we do in Texas. You ain't proved nothing yet, Sark. So I'll go with Alabama, even though, uh, you know, Texas might have uh, appearance wise, some better skill plus Skill players, you know, like a quarterback, but uh, they're playing in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, Alabama's laying a touchdown here. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm taking the, I'm taking, I'm giving the points. I'm giving yeah. the points. Um, as you said, it's a, it's a home game for them. They went out there, played that close one on the road in Austin last year um, with what was, you know, arguably a better offensive team. But I heard a couple of pundits put it really well this week. You know, this is more of that uh, vintage. Uh, first era saving where they're going to play strong defense yeah. and let it, you know, let a guy like, uh, you know, let a, let a guy who's maybe not as heralded at the uh, quarterback position or some of these other skilled players and just, just grind you away over 60 minutes of a football game. And yeah, that's the, I don't know that that's something that, you know, Texas almost pulled it out last year in a kind of weird game like that. But uh, yeah, it's a whole different ball game going, uh, going to Tuscaloosa at night. Yeah, um, I, I, I like I like I like the tie. I like the tie. We'll stay. Uh, we'll stay in the SEC for two more games that you like this week. Oh, yeah. uh, let's go to another side. You are uh, you are all about the visiting uh, Ole Miss Rebels as they roll into Tulane, and you know Tulane has an on on campus stadium now holds like forty thousand yeah, people. Yulman Stadium. Yep. Uh, I guess they tore down the old Sugar Bowl or Tulane yep. Stadium at some point. Uh, where of course Super Bowl uh two uh Super Bowl four was played. So yeah. that takes me way back. But uh I I don't think it matters. I know they had that huge turnaround for Willie Fritz. Um that man, that's hard to replicate. That's hard to replicate. Uh, I like Joey Freshwater. You know, I usually get on him early. I've got I'm rocking the uh uh, powder blue underwear actually tonight. So um, here's the thing about Ole Miss. Let me tell you right now, for all you fans that know college football, because sometimes you, my son, don't understand these things. They need to bring out the gray pants when they do the red tops, the white tops, or the navy blue tops. When he wears the powder blue, um, you know it's kind of catch as catch can. But when they wear the powder blue, I'm I'm all about them. They're going to be white, though. They'll probably be wearing all white against that nasty green, green wave with the Columbia blue uh, stripes. But I like Joe. I like Joey to get it done. You know, he has lost a couple quarterbacks. Altmeyer is now somewhere. I forget uh, where he went. And then John Rice Plumley is down at UCF. Yes. So, you know, but he's got the guy from Oklahoma State that he convinced to come there. So, you know, Joey confuses Joey. Which he's so, not even starting. He's got uh, – they had Jackson Dart play, I believe, last yeah, week. Yeah, Jackson Dart. That's the guy. Thank yeah. you. I, yeah. I, I I knew I had a name there. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Dart's probably the guy. Yeah. Yeah, so Tulane, one of the best cover schools all of last year. Uh, 11, and, 11 and 2 or – Eleven and two or twelve and two, they beat SC. They were twelve and two. They beat Southern Cal in, in the uh, crazy uh, Sugar uh, Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, or Cotton. Yes, you, Cotton Bowl. Yeah. You said that week that Southern Cal can't play defense, and boom, lo and behold, there you yeah. go. Um, but yeah, so Ole Miss though laying seven and a half on the road, so Tulane the home dog here. Uh, we'll stay once again in the SEC for one more. So this is a this is kind of a, a a fun game for me to poke fun at because it's my alma mater. Ball State traveling to 
Athens to Stanford uh, Stadium and uh, taking on Georgia between the hedges. Uh, you like the over here, the over under. I like, uh, I, like the, I like the over. The 52, 53, somewhere in there. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So I, so let's I, let's jump off that. It's fifty five. Uh, now, Dad, it's down to fifty three. I've I've seen fifty three across the okay. board. Right. So let's okay. so let's jump on that real quick. What do you see the final score of this game being? Uh, you know what? Every time you think you can count on Georgia, uh, they mess themselves up. And and I looked at Ball State's going to be one of the worst teams out of the one thirty three in the whole country. They're, They're bad. Like one twenty. They're bad. They lost a quarterback. They lost a um. Well, a that, the transfer portal. That's uh. They, they say. But um, the quarterback's kind of a wash. But yeah, the Carson Steele's gone. They don't have really anybody on the outside. It's yeah, it's a whole thing. So what final score? What do you got? What do you got your your final score here? I I kind of like uh, I I I think Ball State would actually cover, but I didn't want to go there. But it'll be it'll be like you know, fifty six to seven, sixty three to seven. But it could be closer than that. Like it could it could be forty nine. 49 14 and then they don't cover see see i think away from that and just going and just going with the over i don't even know why ball state scheduled this game other than uh well so that's what i was going to talk to you about i i don't know if you know this ball state has started a brand new venture board they're in the check cashing business so uh they cashed one check from uh from kentucky last week they're going to cash another check from georgia this week so i read this big thick book once well haven't gotten all the way through it Called the Bible, and 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 in a lot of those parables and everything, money makes the world go round. Sometimes yeah, it's well, good, sometimes it's bad. Money makes the world go round. I'm actually glad Ball State's doing this. I think it was a disgrace last week that they played UT Martin, and they didn't play that Oklahoma home and home series. Georgia does run away like a coward because that's who they are. They're already twelve and zero. We're just sitting around waiting for the. Um, Conference championship game because what? Who's going to play? Who's going to beat them? Who's going to beat them? Well, but you know they're they're back to back champs, national champs. They're going for the first repeat since the Golden Gophers in the thirties. I so love you, that. You you can't you can't knock them until they fall off. So what's your what's your final play here? You're, you're I'll take the over. You're going to go to the, the depths of of you don't know anything about the internet, Papa Joe. But you're going to go to the depths of of what we like to hey, call real I got college two football sickos and a piece of string. So yeah. no, uh, real real college football like sickos is is where yeah. you're going here. Yeah. Uh, so what what's your last play here? My last play is uh, Iowa and Iowa State, the corn slugfest. Do they throw corn? Do they throw corn like cobs of corn at each other? Because that would be far more entertaining than the football we're probably going to get. Uh, yeah, these two offenses um are probably from the uh, they're offensive nineteen nineteen forties or whatever. So, but uh, you know, as you know, Kirk Ferentz has has to placate his son, sort of like uh, uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. So that offense is a mess. We'll see what that new transfer a quarterback from Michigan can do if he knows how to throw the ball. And then uh Matt Campbell's been there for like a hundred years and they got nobody year, else. This is year eight and he was supposed to be either yeah. the Notre Dame football coach or an NFL coach yeah. five years ago. So right. But see he's like uh he's kind of like Mayo in an officer and a gentleman when uh Richard Gere yells out, I got nowhere else to go. I thought you were saying he's like a condiment. You just, no. you just, you can't scrape him off the bun. It's, it's no. there. Once it's on there, you can't get it off. No, no. Well, well, uh, Lewis Gossett Jr. called him mayonnaise. Yes. All through, all through the movie. So, the uh, I like, I like getting the four. For I who? Like the four. It's in Ames. So you got Iowa State, State home, home dog here catching yeah. four. Yeah. The yeah. the total the total is laughable. The total is I know it's thirty six and a half. Thirty six and a half. So that would suggest uh Yeah. Yeah, they that would suggest a, a twenty to sixteen type game. Yeah, that that could be. But I, I think they I think that Julie Julie says they pull it out. And she's, you know, from from a sorority on the campus of Ames. So how do you go against that? Do you have any insight? Do you on, have that uh, kind of inside information? Do you have any insight on any players uh, still caught up in the gambling thing from both squads? No, no. Read no, into no. any of that? Okay. 
no, 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 no. I, I, I I'm flying I blind. I actually think they should allow that since they're allowing the NIL. I say we let it all hang out because everybody can't play for Southern Cal. So there's going to be criminals everywhere. Well, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm actually looking at the handle right now. The handle's pretty even. Yeah. Uh, so there's got to be a lot of sharp money on Iowa State at the moment because there's more bets on Iowa. But the week the week is still a little young here. Yeah. So let's let's recap, Papa Joe. You're gonna go uh, okay. the big game of the week, the uh, uh, ESPN feature game there. Bama uh, laying seven at home against Texas. Ole Miss, the uh, the road favorite by more than a touchdown against Tulane. You're gonna lay those yeah. points. My alma mater getting their their teeth kicked in by Uga. That's not even going to be worth watching on ESPN plus 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 minus. I think that's an SEC network game. Hold on, let me okay. see if I can find that real quick. It, it, hey, it's opposite. It's opposite too many other good games. So why uh, not? That that is a that is a oh oh this is even better. That's a nooner. That's, that's a nooner. Okay. If you want to slap somebody in the face because you know how Nick Saban does not like to play 12 noon games, Kirby has got to get his act together or else all those kind of games from from now on are going to be on at noon because there's too much money in all that TV that they paid out, all these networks. They're not going to put uh, – Kirby on at, at night playing games like that. All right, you've 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 tailgated in Athens before. I have not. I wanted to come to oh, this yeah. game and I I couldn't make it work out. Do do the students show up on time? Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, they actually do. They actually right. do. Do they leave? Do they leave before halftime? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> all right. Uh, and Papa they Joe's final play. The place will be going... empty. Place will be yeah. empty. Oh, by the it probably will be. Oh, yeah. uh, Papa Joe's final play. He's going out to the Cyhawk affair in yes. Iowa. You like Iowa State catching four as a home dog? I do. We're shucking corn in the tornado. Yeah. All right, Papa Joe. I will. Uh, I will acquiesce, and I will give you. Uh, you know. You know. Chris Berman used to do the. No, no, not the home run derby. Monday night football, the halftime, he does the fastest two minutes in football. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'll give you I'll give you about two or three minutes here to go off on whatever topics are boiling around in your mind. Okay. Well, uh obviously it's always the press, the liberal sports press. And uh you you told me that Southern Cal was coming in at number six after those first two. I was surprised at that. I thought with Clemson losing, they would edge up there, LSU losing, edge up there. Watch for, watch for them to be artificially uh, inseminated and lifted up to uh, right behind Georgia, which will drive me crazy. I will be, uh, fans, I will be in Jackson Neck of the Woods because I am going to the hate fest, which is Notre Dame Southern Cal in mid-October. So that should be exciting. Uh, real quick. If, if I had a sneaky pick, because I like this coach. I like this coach. If I had a sneaky pick, maybe keep your eye on Penn State. So I we can we can actually go into that for, for a brief second, because I haven't even talked about them on um, on a pick standpoint. I, watched I was a looking lot at of a couple futures. Yeah. They uh, – everybody, everybody – has their nose so far up Penn state's crack this year. more than usual. Now I'm in, I'm on the team. I, I'm in the camp of, of James Franklin can't, can't win the big game. And right, right, right. Penn state has basically been propped up for the better part of seven years because they lose two games every year and it's Ohio state, Michigan. And because Ohio state and Michigan are so good, Penn state by the transitive property must also be good, even though they don't play anybody else. That's all to say that I have heard a lot of good things. Um, you know, their defense seems to be showing up. They 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 surprised me a little bit in the uh in the uh West Virginia game last week. Um number one, it did it, it felt like kind of a trappy game for them to open the season, and it wasn't. 
Um, but also, you know, there's a lot of hype around the Alara Brown kid. Was on the hot seat, so I, I wasn't too no. worried. Yeah. But a lot of hype around the Alara kid. Um, but I, I, I say all that to circle back to kind of in the way that uh, I, I'm definitely leaning with you on the Alabama play this week. Until I see it, until they beat one of Ohio State or Michigan or both, they are frauds. They are completely fraudulent I, I until you've done that. just just like Notre Dame winning a national championship until they get out of that first playoff game. I will not believe it. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, real, real quick. Who who do you who do you who do you think will win? Who do you want to win? Who who might be sneaking around the chicken coop? So futures wise, I have a combined future um on Notre Dame I'd, li- I'd really like to see Notre Dame win uh yeah. I feel like the 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 stars the college football world has kind of aligned for them uh the schedule is very manageable despite the you know the the three heavy hitters well Clemson already looks like they may not be a heavy hitter anymore yep. Yep. you know that that might end up being Notre Dame playing a two or three loss team by time they go out to uh, South or uh, South Carolina, and and when they do that, they got to make sure that they they treat it like a business trip. But then you've got Ohio State at home, which Notre Dame really competed with very well last year. Um, and Ohio State looks, I, we they talked about it against Indiana. So, well, uh, but but Ryan Day can't recruit. That's what it comes down to. Well, he'll screw around with the quarterback thing and put right. some guy in because because uh, he's not Urban Meyer. He can't recruit. Yeah, exactly. So, so Notre Dame needs to take care of business against Ohio State to demonstrate that they're for real. Right. And I think they, you know, only, they, can, they can't count on getting in with more – with one loss, actually. No, they can't. It it, it, it depends on who it is. and now It's doable, but, yeah, it, it'd be much – if they were to beat Ohio State here in the next two weeks, three weeks um, – that would carry a lot of momentum the rest of the season, even if they were to lose a close game to Southern Cal at home. Um, so, so they would be my, like I said, you throw in Hartman, you throw in a lot, you know, as much as, as much as you know, I was a fan of Tommy Reese and I wish Tommy Reese, nothing but the best, the last vestiges of Brian Kelly seem to finally be out the door. Yes, And I think that's a good thing. I really do. Let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Yeah. Uh, who do I think will win? That's a much better question. Yeah. Um, well, let me say this. I'd like to see some new blood in the playoff this year. Just, just like last year, it was kind of interesting to see Michigan and TCU, um, shake things up a little bit. I'd really actually like to see, I'd like to see the SEC cannibalize itself a little bit and maybe only one get in, whether that's, uh, Alabama or, you know, maybe another surprise team. But um, beyond that, I, I'm not a believer in tech. You know, I, I, you know who I want? I want Washington to get there. I want Washington to get to the playoff. I think well, that'd be, that'd be the ultimate. Everybody's real high on this. Everybody's real high on this guy. And I think uh, I, I, I worry more about that. Tom Allen ruined him, but this uh, Washington coach is pretty good. Here's the thing. This is, this is Southern Cal's only chance. They're going to have three losses. Yeah, they, right. But but stay with me for a good. This is their only chance to ever win a national championship because once they get into the Big Ten, they are never going to have an undefeated season uh, fighting their way to the top two. There's just too much there. So well, no, they'll be. They'll I like be- Washington. I. You know who you know who would be interesting if they didn't lose the tight end and the guy might be gimpy at the beginning. I'd love to see Utah upset the apple cart. I would too. But they don't, don't have enough coming back. I yeah, I don't think they have the um I don't think they have a schematic advantage anywhere and and that's the only thing. I like Whittingham. I like the brand of football they play. But at yeah. some point, at some point, you can't you can't just run your head into a brick wall. You got to figure out a way to climb over the wall, and that's something that people oh, yeah. like Saban, Kirby Smart have always been good at. All right, I I can keep doing the same thing I've been doing, but I got to figure out a way. You know, you got to figure out a way to win ugly. 
And I don't know that Utah could do that, um, if we're being quite honest. And, well, they 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 won. They can win outrageous. They can. Like, they, they, they can they do that. But, but but they that lends Cal twice, and that was outrageous. Right, but that lends to their style of play, and their style of play was we we know Southern Cal's weakness, and they just yeah. exploited it. But they, you know, it's not like they've ever run into a team that that has really bogged them down on offense or met their physicality, and then them them actually struggle to to win a game. But it will. But to your point, it's going to be two SEC teams. You know, Georgia. I don't know. I I don't. Tennessee. um, I'm not buying that. I think there's one SEC. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you my four right now. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a one loss Notre Dame. I think it'll be an undefeated Washington, which is going to be the ultimate fu. To the uh, the corpse well, that you is are the really Pac-12. giving them a lot of credit. Yeah, and uh, then I'll take now they play Oregon. You know, I'll go ahead. I'll take uh, I'll take Bama, and then just for fun because they don't play, they don't play another Dame. So there's there's an easy kind of backdoor way into it. Uh, I'm gonna say Florida State gets there. All right, I'll go. I'll go Georgia, Florida. Oh my god. Okay, I'll go Georgia. Um, I'll go Georgia, Tennessee, Notre Dame, and until you until you kill the beast, and I know you, we have over the years. Like I say, this is their one. Southern Cal gets propped up by the press and gets in there. Georgia loses a stupid game at home to somebody. Um, think uh, I don't even know what their schedule is, but think like Kentucky or something. Kentucky, South Carolina. They use a stupid game at home, and then they lose in the championship game to Alabama. I can see that. I can see them losing to Alabama. Yeah, but uh, we'll see what Milrow looks like, and then we'll kind of go from there. Uh, Noah Saban, he'll play all three quarterbacks. No, not this week. No, he might. He might, but I think um, they win. Well, I don't know. I'll I'll save that. I'll save that for the viewing public because I I'll, I I got to figure out if I'm gonna make that a play or not. But we are we are running short on time, unfortunately, Papa Joe. I'd love to have you for longer, but we try to keep it tight for people who are commuting and whatnot. Any any parting thoughts for this week? Yeah, session? I want everybody to go to my website to get all their uh, hate hat gear, and uh, you know, really dive into college football the way you should and. Uh, uh, if you don't love somebody, you got to hate them. All right, Joe, Jojo and his hate hat. Thanks, Papa Joe. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll be here at the Pizza Palace one more time. All right, folks, thanks for staying with us. Uh, we're back here with our, our week two picks. Uh, obviously, we love uh, we love having Papa Joe on. Uh, we do need to talk to him a little bit about how he uh, lets USC and their history live rent-free in his head, but maybe we'll say that for an off-season podcast. Um, so anyway, so we got Papa Joe's picks in, um, you know, that was, uh, actually recorded that yesterday with Papa Joe. Uh, so I've had some time to continue to marinate on the card. Um, so some things are still relevant. Some things we've moved on from, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and let's dive into week two. It is a, it is a tasty, tasty slate. Uh, once again, the big game of the week, Alabama taking on Texas. Uh, you've got other interesting matchups across the board. You've got, uh, Notre Dame playing NC State and their first kind of quote real opponent of the year. Uh, you've got uh, Tulane hosting Ole Miss at home as a home dog. You've got the Cyhawk going on. Uh, so a lot, a lot of really good uh, matchups this week, and we'll we'll touch on a couple of them here. Let's start with what is easily the hottest football team uh, in Division One after last week's performance, and that is Colorado. Um, Deion Sanders has managed to drum up all the hype and it is well-deserved after last week's game. Uh, we kind of, we kind of hinted at, uh, at, you know, I, I really felt like Colorado could cover. I did not ultimately pull the trigger, so I can't take credit for that. Um, but I thought that there was enough energy there that he's got enough of the right guys there currently that are bought in that if they, you know, if they did some things early, they could easily, uh, shock, um, 
TCU as far as keeping it close. I didn't know that they'd outright win, um, but I also felt like Sonny Dykes was really riding the coattails of Gary Patterson. There wasn't a lot in his recent history to suggest that he could be the guy from top to bottom. Um, so anyways, the uh, the Buffaloes are the talk of the town. Um, there's a lot of uh, some of the Vegas insider stuff that I listen to. Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, money being held by the books on Colorado uh, National Championship futures, even going back over the summer. And this is this is gearing up to be one of the most bet sides in college in football, period, not just college football, football, NFL um, that that Vegas has ever seen. Uh, they go out to Lincoln, Nebraska, an old meeting of the uh, Big Eight, Big Twelve foes, uh, taking on another new coach, Matt Rule. Uh, Nebraska, of course, uh, struggled last week against Minnesota. Um, we're really in it in the game. Um, just couldn't quite get over the finish line. Um, kind of beat themselves up a little bit with penalties and some other nonsense. Uh, so what are we looking at here? We're we looking at one of the sides. We're actually not. Uh, I, the total is what I'm looking at here. Total is set at uh, 59 for the over/under, and I like the under. I think uh, I definitely think Colorado will probably end up winning this game, um, which is going to put their season win total in an interesting spot for people who jumped on that over the summer. But I think we're we're pumping them up a little bit too much. Maybe pumping up the uh, Shadur Sanders hype a little bit too much. Uh, Nebraska is now going to have a week of film on this team that nobody knew anything about. Um, you know, nobody knew Travis Hunter was going to play nearly every darn snap and, and kind of what they were going to do. But now you've got a little bit of film. Uh, I think Rule is very much a professional. And while, like I said, I don't know that Nebraska gets close to winning this game, uh, I feel like the points are going to be at a premium. I think uh, Nebraska showed that last week. They can play a slower pace. Um, we haven't even talked about how the clock rules have maybe affected possessions across the board. Uh, so we like the under here in uh, the Nebraska-Colorado game, under 59. Um, and I got that one on DraftKings. Uh, next, we'll stay in the Midwest because I'm a Midwest guy. Uh, we'll go to actually a game Papa Joe touched on, the Cyhawk Affairs, we're going to call it, um, where we're going to chuck corn cobs at each other instead of play football. It's basically the same thing over there. Uh, Iowa versus Iowa State, uh, total set at 36 and a half. Uh, actually thought about playing the side here, uh, but I don't, I don't trust either of these teams to do anything other than not score. Uh, so we're going to go with the under. In fact, I believe we went the under in this game last year, um, which was, I'm pulling it up right now, uh, a 10 to 7 affair. 10 to 7. Uh, we are writing four straight unders in this uh, series, uh, five out of the last six. Uh, in fact, the last one to go over was all the way back in 2017. Uh, when both teams had competent quarterbacks and competent offensive coordinators. Uh, since then, you've had totals of 16, 25. Uh, oh, that was actually 44 two years ago. And 17, of course, last year. Uh, we still have some of the, the cloud of uh, players suspended, and there's a whole gambling fiasco there. But but what it comes down to is you got you got two teams who just struggle to move the ball, uh, are pretty stout on defense. Uh, Iowa took on uh, Utah State last week, only put up 24 points. So Brian Ferentz already shaking in his boots. Uh, Iowa State took on Northern Iowa, a game I was actually looking to possibly play a little bit. Um, they did put up 30 on Northern Iowa, um, but it wasn't the cleanest affair. Only 116 yards passing. Um, not super, you know, not bad, but not super efficient running the ball. Um, they had nine penalties in that game. Uh, so anyway, so we're going to go under here in the Cyhawk affair under 36 and a half. Uh, next, let's jump to one of the newest members of FBS football, Jacksonville State. Uh, the Gamecocks is a new cock in town. So look out, South Carolina. Uh, Jacksonville State coached by uh, former Michigan legend Rich Rodriguez, uh, really West Virginia legend. Um, they're taking on Coastal Carolina. We had Coastal last week. Uh, as we talked about earlier, covering against UCLA on the road. Uh, we're going to flip it this week. Uh, we've got Jacksonville State catching 14. Uh, we actually found that on DraftKings. 
Um, it was briefly at 14 and a half. Uh, then it got moved. So we lost the hook there. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't push here. But uh, Jacksonville State, a sneaky good team at the FCS level, 9-2 and two last year under Rich Rod. Uh, they came out week one and uh, won a very close game against UTEP, uh, and they like to run the ball. I know you're, you're surprised. Um, so I think you, you, you factor that in, their ability to, uh, to run the ball well, uh, as well as kind of how I saw Coastal struggle last week. Um, I don't know if that's the new coach or if maybe, you know, just being on the West Coast, but they got to go all the way from UCLA. They're coming back home. 14 seems like a lot for a team that is, like I said, not not that bad. We saw James Madison make a good jump last year um, from the FCS to the FBS. Um, I, I think 14 is just too much. I know Coastal's had a history, but I was even looking at – Coastal finished the year last year kind of on a skid. They had a, a few really bad losses to end the year. Um, and even in their wins, you know, you were hard pressed to find a game where uh, where they won by more than two touchdowns. So I like Jacksonville State, the new cock in town, to uh, cover fourteen. Uh, next, let's go back out west. We got two late games here. Um, we've got Stanford taking on USC. This is a rivalry game. This is the an old Pac eight game. Uh, these these teams have played God knows how long. The, the line here is SC minus 30, uh, or sorry, open SC minus 30. It's currently uh, SC minus 29 and a half. And despite what Papa Joe may have you believe, I do not have Southern Cal fully living rent-free in my head. Uh, no, I like Stanford. We talked about it in our recap of last week. Uh, Stanford has shown me something, and I know USC is going to have the film now, so they're going to be able to prepare, but we all know the dirty secret is USC is going to struggle on defense. Uh, they've already shown that a little bit this year. Um, they obviously showed it last year. It's what cost them you know, the ability to win the Pac-12. 29 and a half or, or 30 points, wherever you can find, it is a lot. I don't care how good Caleb Williams is. I don't care how good USC is. You have to go back, and they've played every year except for 2020. Uh, you have to go back all the way to – hold on. I'm just had 2017. These teams played twice in 2017. They played once in the regular season in which USC won by – what is that? 28. And then they played again in the Pac-12 championship game. USC only won by three. Other than that, you have to go, where are we at here? All the way back to 2008, 15 years ago, for USC to beat Stanford by 30. This game means something to both these schools. I, I don't care how good, like I said, I don't care how good Caleb Williams is. I don't care about Lincoln Riley. I, I don't care that Stanford is is a, a school that doesn't care about NIL. Nearly 30 points is too many for a game this close. We had two years ago. Two years ago is what basically cost Clay Helton his job. Stanford was a 17-and-a-half-point dog and won outright. So let's 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 not let's not forget that. So we like uh, Stanford, twenty nine and a half points, um, and I actually have that on Caesars. Uh, it was juiced uh, juiced down a little bit on DraftKings, so we actually picked that up on Caesars. Uh, let's go to our final play once again. Stand on the West Coast, Pac twelve heavy. R.I.P. Pac twelve. Uh, R.I.P. Pac twelve after dark. We've got Auburn. Going on the road, 10.30 at night kick against Cal, the Golden Bears. Uh, Auburn comes in, obviously, Hugh Freeze uh, trying to to generate the buzz there. Maybe they make some noise in the SEC. Um, Auburn is coming in as a six-point favorite. Cal, a home dog here. Uh, Auburn beat the crap out of UMass uh, last week. Uh, that was UMass's second game. So once again, Auburn had some film on that. Uh, very uh, uh, run heavy, you know, decent balance there. Um, they gave up some yards, but you know, once again, UMass is UMass. Uh, Cal though, Cal went and played at North Texas, which was kind of weird. Uh, there was actually a lot of people thinking that they could lose, uh, possibly outright, depending on who you talk to. And they just whooped up on them. 
put up 669 total yards of offense. Now, where am I going with all this? I, you know, I, I think Hugh Freeze is going to definitely impact Auburn and impact the SEC in a, uh, in a way that's going to create more parity and more, more interesting things. You got an SEC team going to the West Coast. It doesn't happen often. And when it does, it's, it's a 50-50 proposition how, how it shakes out. Uh, I like Cal in this spot. Not just Cal getting the six and a half points. I like Cal on the money line. Outright upset here. I think you just got a whole lot of weirdness going on. The late kick out on the West Coast. Home dog. Uh, you know, I, and it's not like Cal's done anything crazy or new. Wilcox has been there for seven years. Um, they, they've had their moments over the years of, of being competent. Um, I just think this is a weird spot and a weird game. And usually when that happens, I'm, I'm going to go with the home team um, who's probably a little more used to the weirdness than Auburn doing something they probably only do, I don't know, once every 15 years, the way everybody else in the SEC does it. So that's uh, that's going to round out our card this week. It's a little, it's a little exciting. Uh, once again, this this shows for entertainment. If uh, if you want to start fading me, by all means, start fading me. Um, but to recap our five picks here, uh, we have Nebraska taking on Colorado. We're going to take a little bit of that that hype and that juice, and we're going to tamp it down on the scoring front. We're going to go under fifty nine in that game. Uh, the total in the Cyhawk affair down to a staggering thirty six and a half. Uh, we will still take the under in that game. You got two pretty inept offenses and you know competent defenses. Uh, F- FBS newcomer Jacksonville State catching fourteen uh, on the road at Coastal Carolina. We think uh, Rich Rod will keep that close. Um, he'll at least possess the ball and run it down their throats. Uh, Stanford catching twenty nine and a half at SC. Big big game for these two. I it's it's not it's not a this is I mean. You, you almost I don't want to say you throw the records out, but it, I I don't see all, all the Pac-12 has been through all Stanford has been through, you know, trying to get a lifeline, trying to figure out where they belong. And I, I don't see them going out there and not having heart uh, in this game. So I, I like them to cover. Uh, and then Cal Cal Moneyline, our biggest play possibly yet on this show. I mean, realistically, we 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 you know we've done a lot of sides, done a lot of totals over the first year and into this year. I don't know that I've ever had a crazy pick like this. Um, so we will go Cal straight up on the money line. We actually got that at plus two hundred five um, over at Caesars. So uh, we will uh, we'll round it out there. I don't have any other. I won't, I won't break down the weekend yet for you. I don't, I don't honestly know what I'm doing. Um, you know, Papa Joe, I told uh, told Papa Joe he had about 10 to 15 minutes, and naturally we went for about 25. Um, so this is going to run a little long. But hopefully uh, hopefully you have enough time to uh, be able to listen and get it all in uh, before the games kick off on Saturday. Uh, another, another gorgeous fall Saturday with college football. What more can you ask for, folks? We'll be back in week number three.